Hello, this is David back again with another episode of Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 56, and it also happens to be the last episode of 2019. Uh, I won't be back again until next year. And it's been a pretty good year, I would say. Um, all right, let's uh, let's jump into some big news here. Uh, I had played a couple of episodes ago uh, a new King Diamond song that's going to be on his uh, upcoming album uh, coming out in 2020. And uh, there was news that dropped as well that Merciful Fate was going to be reuniting for some festival performances next year as well. But it's not going to be like the classic uh, lineup. Um, Timmy Hansen, the bass player, was approached about it but could not do it because of his uh, battle with cancer, which he uh, unfortunately succumbed to uh, very recently, which was uh, very sad to hear. Um, And Michael Denner, for reasons that are kind of unknown, was excluded. Um, He, of course, being one of the original guitar players, but he was excluded. Uh, from the reunion as well, and instead they said that they're going to basically uh, just move on with the uh, the lineup that they had from their last album, which was called Nine. That came out back in 1999. So it consists of King Diamond, of course, on vocals, and then um, Hank Sherman on guitar, and Mike Weed on guitar. Of course, Mike Weed is also in King Diamond's solo band. And uh, Bjarne Holm, who is a, a drummer that's been with them since like 1995. And on bass, they're actually going to utilize uh, Joey Vera from Armored Saint. And uh, he's also the bass player for Fate's Warning. But he's a very good bass player, and he just has a lot of uh, great presence on, on stage. Uh, I've seen him play with Fate's Warning, and he's he's great. I think he'll fit right in. But, um, but yeah, so to kind of celebrate that news, because um, Merciful Fate has been dormant for a long time... And they're still under contract for another album or two. I can't recall if it's one or two, but um, but yeah. So it's exciting to just see that they're doing something. So we'll see if it blossoms into uh, some new songs and things like that. But uh, all right, let's go ahead and play something off of their last album. Again, that album was called Nine. It's their seventh album overall, and that came out in May of 1999 on Metal Blade. This one, uh, I love this record. Um, it just takes me back to high school when when uh, me and you know my friends were kind of first discovering bands like this, and um, we we really played this album to death uh, back in high school. But uh, this one was always a standout um, for me. So here we go from Denmark. This is Merciful Fate with Sold My Soul. <laughs>
All right. That was Merciful Fate with Sold My Soul. I think it should be mentioned as well that the bass player on all the Merciful Fate records uh, from 1994 onwards, um, I guess, was it 19? Yeah, 94. That's right. Uh, was Charlie D'Angelo, and Charlie D'Angelo is probably best known for being the bass player for uh, Arch Enemy. Uh, he's been the bass player for Arch Enemy for their entire career, and he's also been the bass player in uh, Witchery, who I love, and uh, so he's still the bass player in Witchery as well. So why they're not utilizing him for the festival performances uh, next year with Merciful Fate, I'm not really sure, but uh, they're going to use Joey Vera, so it'll still be cool. But there is some questions there as to why Charlie D'Angelo was left out. All right, let's jump to Sweden here. This band is uh, a band that first got on my radar probably when I was in high school, maybe fresh out. Um, but listening to Dark Funeral and uh, the Diabolus Interium record from 2001, um, I didn't get into it in 2001. It took a few years, so it was probably 2004 or so when I was uh, first getting into Dark Funeral. And uh, their drummer at the time, Matt Modine, or Modin, or Modine. I, I say Modine, but that's also the name of an actor, so <laughs> I really don't know uh, if this drummer um, pronounces it the same way. But <clears throat> anyways, he was the drummer uh, for Dark Funeral at the time, and um, his drumming was very good. And I had just kind of looked into the band and looked into the members and saw that he was also a member of uh, this band called Defleshed. And Defleshed is more like Black and Thrash, and... Um, Really good stuff. <clears throat> Whenever I did check it out, finally, um, drumming drumming was great. Excuse me, <clears throat> drumming was great. Riffing was great, and um, they have really kind of stayed super consistent from album to album. They have been split up since two thousand five, unfortunately. Um, but throughout their discography, uh, they're they're kind of like witchery in a sense, where everything nothing deviates too much from album to album. But uh, it's just quality, like Black and Thrash. And um, I think it's excellent, so I, I kind of hold it right up there with uh, with Witchery. But um, my favorite record of theirs is still their second album. They had five total, but the second album is called Under the Blade, and that came out in October of 97 on Invasion Records. And uh, this one's the opening cut, and this is the one that I just remember most. I don't, I can't remember if this was like the first album of theirs that I actually listened to, so this might be the first song of theirs I ever heard, and that's probably why it just kind of sticks, uh, sticks in with me, you know. But uh, regardless, it's a great song. So here we go from Sweden. This is Defleshed with Farewell to the Flesh.
All right, that was Defleshed with Farewell to the Flesh. Uh, sometimes I, I kind of get a vibe of like Carnal Forge is another one of that kind of thrashy style that uh, that I kind of hear some similarities in the riffing and stuff. Um, but I love it. It's great high-energy stuff. Um, okay, we're going to go to Norway here for the next couple of tunes, and there's a, a connection between these two bands, and I'll get into that uh, after this song. But the band that I'm about to play is Dimu Borgir, and Dimu Borgir is kind of a joke these days, and they have been for several years, and they've really just lost sight of what made them good in the first place, and every time they're working on a new record, I have high hopes that they will kind of strip it down, not do a big, big orchestra type thing, and just do some normal keyboards, and just kind of go back to uh, to where it's more about the, uh, the riffing, and... Um, they never do. <laughs> they, every single time they come out with something that they think it needs to be bigger and grander and more orchestras and more choirs and stuff, and it's just like it's too much. It's just too much. But uh, one record of theirs, their debut kind of has a certain atmosphere, a certain charm to it that I enjoy, but it is still a very sloppy record. And um, for me, their second album, Stormblast, is uh, my favorite because it just has kind of a perfect old-school production but the playing is much tighter than on the debut and the songs are just better the songs are very memorable I think on this one uh, still had Silenos doing vocals at the time um, they hadn't really switched yet to where Shagrath was doing vocals uh, Shagrath was just doing guitar and Silenos was doing guitar and vocals um, and they kind of uh, experimented on the fo- on the following record with having Shagrath do vocals, and then he's just kind of taken it uh, from there and been the vocalist ever since. Now, they re-recorded Stormblast in, oh, God, I don't even know what year it was. It was in the 2000s, maybe 2007 or something like that. I could be way off, but I feel like it was around that time. But um, it was they did so because of a contract like dispute with their old label. Uh, they couldn't really get the rights to... Uh, the original recordings to re-release it uh, in, a, in a manner that they saw fit. So their way to work around it was to just re-record the album. So I'm not always uh, on board with re-recordings, but uh, for circumstances like that, I could see why they did it. But uh, for me, the original is still uh, superior, so I'm playing something off of that. Stormblast came out in uh, January of 96, and like I said, it was their second album. And... Um, a lot of great tracks here. Um, there's several that they still uh, occasionally will play live. But um, a lot of Norwegian lyrics. I think the whole thing's in Norwegian, actually, now that I think about it. But um, but yeah, this one is uh, maybe the third or fourth cut off the record. I think it's the third one. And uh, I just really like the riffs in this one. And there's a nice piano break in the middle that uh, has always been a memorable section to me. So... <clears throat> Uh, all right, here we go. Off of Stormblast, this is Dimu Borger with Narsielen Hentes Tilelveta, which means um, like when the souls are brought to hell. So here we go. <laughs>
Alright, that was Dimu Borger with Nachielen Hentes Til Helvete. Um, great song, and I always one thing that always stood out to me with that record uh, is the bass, and the bass really stands out uh, in the in the mix, and uh, it's a really nice bass performance as well. I like the bass lines that uh, this guy came up with, and that kind of segues me into the next song that I'm going to play because the bass player on uh, the early Dimu Borger stuff, the Storm Blast record, and he was also, this person was also uh, an early member of uh, Old Man's Child as well. His name is uh, Brynjard Tristan. And uh, Brynjard Tristan was, I guess, such a, a well-liked member in Dimu Borger that they even put him on the back uh, cover of the album. He's posing with a sword or something like that, as they all seemed to do back in the day. But, um... But yeah, so he did not stay in the band for long. He left uh, shortly after Stormblast was uh, released. Um, and then he didn't really do anything for a long time. And uh, it wasn't until 2010 that he re-emerged just out of nowhere uh, with a band called Angstkrieg, which is uh, a stupid name <laughs> in my opinion. But um, so he reappeared with Angstkrieg with this EP. It was just a self-titled EP. And um, it was pretty straightforward, just aggressive black metal, but he actually wasn't playing an instrument. It was a full band, um, and they had, you know, guitar player, bass player, drummer, and he is uh, doing only the vocals uh, on on this EP. And they're still listed as an active band, but uh, they have not done anything since then, and that was in 2010. So uh, I don't even know that they've played live, so uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's not an active band, but uh, technically speaking, that's how they are listed out there but um vocally he does a good job i think it's it's perfectly fine black metal but uh, it's nothing that's going to uh really just get the whole metal community worked up over this new and exciting band it's just kind of stuff that's been done before but again still not bad but uh, i just kind of liked the the connection i thought it was a, an interesting connection you know between demo borger and and this band um because he's one of those members of Dimu Borger that just kind of faded away. <laughs> Nobody really knew why or, or what he did after that. So uh, so here we go. This is what he did. Uh, <laughs> so again, the band's called Angstkrieg, and this EP came out in 2010, and it was released independently, digitally. And uh, there's some really weird song titles on this EP as well, so none weirder than this one. So here we go from Norway. This is Angstkrieg with Fountainhead. <laughs> I see 
That was Angst Krieg with Fountainhead. Um, again, it's not bad, but to me it's not really anything more spectacular than I would hear at a, just a black metal show locally in, in Dallas or something. But um, vocals aren't bad. Vocals aren't bad. Uh, all right, <clears throat> we're going to jump to the UK here out of Yorkshire. This band is called Godthrim. At least I think that's how it's pronounced. It's G-O-D-T-H-R-Y-M-M. So it's either God Thrim or God Trim, something like that. But um, this is a doom band, and uh, when you think of doom bands from uh, Yorkshire, the first one that comes to mind is likely My Dying Bride, and this band kind of follows their lead. Uh, there's not much that uh, that differentiates this band from other bands uh, in that same vein, you know, My Dying Bride. But, um, but yeah, this band has done a couple of EPs prior to this, and I'm going to play something off of their debut full length. So uh, that one actually hasn't even been released yet. It's coming out on uh, Valentine's Day of next year. Uh, so, yeah, it's coming out in February. It's called Reflections, but they uh, released a single off of it, and uh, it's very good. So it's, you know, like I said, it sounds very much like uh, My Dying Bride, and it's not reinventing the wheel as far as Doom goes, but uh, it's just well executed. Um... And it's got a real punchy production, but uh, it's a cool song. I'll definitely uh, check out the album when it comes out and just see how the rest of the album uh, stacks up with this particular single. But um, but yeah, again, uh, the album's going to be called Reflections, and that's coming out on February 14th of next year through Profound Lore. So here we go from the UK. This is Godthrim with Among the Exalted. <laughs>
that was Godthrim from the UK with Among the Exalted. Definitely going to have to check out that record next year. Uh, Alright, we're going to jump to Sweden here. This is a, a band that has been a favorite of mine for many years. And uh, they have been kind of up and down throughout their discography. But uh, there's a lot more uh, good than bad, that's for sure. But um, the band is Dark Tranquility. And uh, I really love kind of their their middle period more than anything else. Um, albums like Damage Done and Character and Fiction. Um, their newest one, or I say new, it's been out <laughs> for a couple of years now, um, is very good as well and kind of a return to form. But uh, there's a few albums here and there. Uh, the one that comes to mind for most people would be Projector that are not very good because they tried to go in a more melodic, catchy direction with a lot more clean vocals and things like that, and it was just too much uh, for their their fan base to really get into, But uh, including myself. But the early stuff is, uh, is more kind of follow suit of like At The Gates with the riffing style, and um, a lot of people don't know that the original vocalist for Dark Tranquility was uh, Anders Frieden, from uh, In Flames, and the funny thing is, like, the, the debut album for Dark Tranquility features Anders on vocals, and then, of course, the debut In Flames album, which was Anders' other band that he is still the leader of today, uh, their debut album featured Michael from Dark Tranquility on vocals, so, and then they kind of swapped, you know, Anders left uh, Dark Tranquility, and then Michael just took over doing vocals, which is what he still does uh, to this day, so. So yes, I'm going to play something off of the debut called Sky Dancer. It came out in August of 93. It was their debut album, like I said, came out on Spine Farm, and this is the only one to feature Anders on vocals, and uh, I, just from that detail alone, uh, that album has always kind of fascinated me, because it's the one time that the vocals have sounded different in the entire like existence of Dark Tranquility, because I'm so used to hearing Michael's voice on every record, so this album has always fascinated me just for that, uh, that reason, but um, really solid debut. I mean, uh, the production definitely sounds like an early 90s, you know, Swedish... Gothenburg, uh, you know, type sound, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, perfect production for, for what it was at the time, and, uh, but the songwriting is pretty well done, and, uh, very melodic riffing and things like that, but, uh, vocals are good, and, um, they just kind of built off of this and got better from there. The next album, called The Gallery, is the one that really kind of won uh, a lot of people over, but, uh, this is, uh, the foundation, so... Uh, all right, here we go off of Sky Dancer. This is Dark Tranquility with Crimson Winds.
Dark Tranquility from Sweden with Crimson Winds. I bet they were a blast to see live back then. Uh, everything they wrote was so high energy. Um, everything's a lot more varied these days, which is good. It's it's to the band's benefit to do that. But um, but yeah, back then everything was kind of fresh and exciting and, and fast. And uh, it would have been cool to see them when they were just kids, you know, playing these tunes. But, um, alright, let's go back to the UK here. This is a band that hasn't really done anything since 2013. The band is Carcass, and Carcass is one that, you know, they're hailed as legends, and I just never really got into them with their earlier work. Uh, I think Heartwork is pretty good, but that was about it for me. It just didn't do it for me. But there's a lot of bands that are influenced by Carcass that I enjoy. But for whatever reason, the, uh, the originators, <laughs> Carcass, they just never really did it for me. But, um... They did release their comeback album in 2013 called uh, Surgical Steel, and that actually um, grabbed me a lot more than any of their older stuff. I, I actually enjoyed that album quite a bit, but um, they've been playing live a ton, playing festivals and things like that since they reformed, but uh, they haven't really been uh, prolific with you know releasing new material. But now, Decibel Magazine, they do their little 7-inch like flexi-disc series or whatever where bands will submit just like one song and it'll just be like a split type thing it'll be one band on one side or whatever so carcass was on one that just came out on december 4th uh, of this year so just a couple weeks ago and they released uh one song so it's their first new song uh that since that surgical steel album in 2013 so uh they have come out and said that they're working on their new album and it, it'll be released uh, in this upcoming year in 2020 so that's cool, um, but yeah, they still sound good. There's a, there's one riff in here that they kind of repeat a few too many times uh, for my taste, but uh, overall, it's a, it's a good catchy tune, and uh, the, his vocals still sound pretty ferocious. So I dig it. But uh, all right, here we go. New carcass. This is carcass with under the scalpel blade. Let's go. 
All right. That was Carcass from the UK with Under the Scalpel Blade. Uh, I remember I didn't uh, realize until recently that how young the current drummer is. Because <laughs> he just turned 30, if I saw correctly. So I was doing the math in my head, and I'm like, well, he joined Carcass back in like 2012 and did the Surgical Steel album in 2013. So I'm just like, damn, he was like 22 <laughs> when he joined Carcass. So that's a pretty cool opportunity for a guy that young, but... Um, all right, uh, let's jump to the Netherlands here. This uh, this band has some ties to um, Asfix, who I love. But uh, there was a time in uh, Asfix discography in the late 90s. And they, uh, they released an album. It was a, a short album, and it was called On Wings of Inferno. And uh, they had this vocalist who sounded just like Martin Van Drunen. And uh, he was, to me at least, he was unknown. I had never heard of this person before, but uh, the album was way too short. It was like, it's like rain and blood. It was like 29 minutes or whatever, but they still called it a full length. But um, but yeah, what stood out to me about that record was the vocals. And then um, later on, whenever they released uh, Death the Brutal Way, um, he came back to the band on a permanent basis doing bass and backing vocals, and that lasted for couple of years and then he was dismissed uh, it was one of those things where I, I think it was in the band's own words actually on their DVD that they they made mention of you know it wasn't for a lack of trying that he really did put everything he could into his uh, live performances and he was very intense and just headbanging like crazy and uh, just very, yeah very intense performer but uh, I, I'm assuming there was probably some personality conflicts you know behind the scenes that they just decided to, to let him go which is unfortunate but um but yeah, so he has gone back to this band. I guess the band that he uh, formed, co-formed or whatever, co-founded back in 89. Uh, but they've only done three records. Uh, so they've been around for 30 years and done three albums. But there was some pretty significant gaps in between these records. Um, their third one, the newest one, is uh, just came out this year. So um, I'm not familiar with it at all. I haven't listened to it yet. I haven't gotten around to it, so the the one that I was most familiar with was album number two. The band uh, I'm speaking of is called Pentacle, and um, the man I'm speaking of, the bass player uh, slash vocalist for Asfix, his name is Vanus Goobles, and um, he's an interesting-looking fellow. He's all bald on top with long hair around the sides and back, and uh, just rocking the old skullet, but he doesn't care. But he may have shaved it off by now, for all I know, but... Um, but yeah, their second album was called uh, Under the Black Cross, and it came out in April of 05 on Iron Pegasus Records. And uh, it's pretty much kind of like the faster Asphyx material, but, uh, you know, with his vocals. Like, and part of me was wondering how he was uh, going to be singing in Pentacle, because uh, I wasn't sure if his vocal style with the Asphyx material was him just trying to copy Martin Van Drunen. But he sounds exactly the same on the uh, Pentacle material, so it's just kind of, that's just his style. He just sounds just like Martin, pretty much, so. Um, but it's great. It's very, just punches you right in the gut, and uh, interesting vocal style, and I really enjoy it. So, I need to check out their uh, most recent one, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But, yeah, this one I uh, checked out years ago, and it's a really strong record. So, if you dig this song, you will dig the rest of the album, I promise you, so. All right, from the Netherlands, this is Pentacle with Into the Fiery Jaws. Into the Fiery Jaws. 
That was Pentacle from the Netherlands with Into the Fiery Jaws. Just very straightforward, old-school death metal. I love it. Uh, all right, we're going to slow it down a little bit here. I played something on the last episode by a band called Son of the Sleepless from Germany who features uh, a member of uh, Imperium. And uh, they re- just released a split with a band called uh, Cavernous Gate, which is another one-man band from Germany, and uh, just came out on Prophecy Productions, and uh, I, re- I had mentioned that I really liked the Cavernous Gate material as well, and that I would play them on the next episode, so I am a man of my word. Um, but yeah, this this is really good material, and this split is just really strong um, from both, both bands involved. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say. It's just kind of good uh, doom, and... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's really strong. So check it out. This is from Prophecy Productions once again, and it came out on December 6th. So check it out. They got their band camp. You can check it out on the website and buy it, uh, physical copies and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, if you like it, then buy it and support. So here we go from Germany. This is Cavernous Gate with Those Who Walk the Fog.
Okay. That was Cavern Escape from Germany with Those Who Walk the Fog. That is awesome stuff. Um, just really, really good one-man band and uh, just some great death doom. And I love the change of tempo and the whole change of feel after that break in the middle of the song um, going all the way through to the end there. But um, yeah, just really exceptional stuff. And just the atmosphere of the whole first half of that song I thought was just excellent. Um Okay, we're going to go to Peru here, and this band has kind of been uh, making some waves, I guess, kind of in the underground death metal scene. Um, I think just being from uh, Peru is is getting them a lot of attention, just because that's not a place that you typically expect to be getting quality, you know, death metal bands from. But uh, but they are damn good. The band is called Evil Priest, and they released a demo a few years ago. Uh, maybe a year or two ago, actually, and I played something off of that demo in, a, in an earlier episode, and I'm actually going to play the same song again because they just released uh, an EP uh, called Black Seeds of Creation, and uh, that came out in March of 2018, and um, it's just kind of the, some of the some of the same material from the demo, uh, just re-recorded and uh, reworked a little bit, and I'm actually playing the same song, but I just like this version of it better than the one from the from the demo so um but it's great quality death metal so forgive me for playing the same song again but um i just think this is a better version and a pretty good representation of this band as a whole so from peru this is evil priest with hallucinations from the depths of the green sea
Alright. Not the most necessary of outros, but <laughs> I figured I'd let it play through. Alright, that was Evil Priest from Peru with Hallucinations from the Depths of the Green Sea. Um, I like the first half of that song better than the second half. I don't mind the tempo slowing, but I think it gets a little... Uh, I lose interest a little bit, but uh, overall I just think the production was better uh, in this version, and um, it just makes it a better song. Uh, okay, we're going to jump to Finland here. This is a band that I kind of forgot I loved. <laughs> so this is a band that I, uh, I could not get into their, not even their middle period stuff, much less their later period stuff. They changed style just a little bit too drastically for me. But their first two records are just untouchable. Um, and the band I'm referring to is Sentenced. And Sentenced, uh, their first two records, there's Shadows of the Past and then North From Here are phenomenal. Um, Shadows of the Past came out in 92, that was their debut, and North From Here came out in uh, in 93, and um, was a bit of a step up in like songwriting maturity and things like that, but uh, both of which I consider to be classics. Uh, North From Here is probably still overall my favorite record of theirs, but I wanted to play something off of the debut, because it's a song that I love, um, and the debut just kind of has a, a charm and a feel uh, all its own that uh, that I really enjoy and appreciate as well. So they uh, they did a remaster and a re-release of this uh, record, I want to say maybe in 2008, something like that, they did a remaster of it. But um, So I'm going to play something off of the remaster, just because it sounds purdy. But... Um, yeah, it's just some good rotten death metal, and it just kind of is in that same vein of the uh, the Swedish counterparts, you know, your Entombs and Grave and bands like that. But uh, they kind of had a certain flair all their own. But um, but yeah, they don't exist anymore, of course. Um, in fact, I believe their founding member and guitar player um, uh, died. I can't remember if it was uh, his own doing or if it was an illness, but... Um, but yeah, they don't uh, exist anymore, sadly. But uh, okay, I'm going to play something off of the debut, which was again called Shadows of the Past. Came out in 92 on Thrash Records. This is Sentenced with Rotting Ways to Misery. <laughs>
All right. See, even things like that, that outro, uh, just really kind of set them apart from uh, from other bands. That was Sentenced with Rotting Ways to Misery. And um, love the vocals, love the lead guitar work. Um, they were just different. They were just slightly different. Some of those bands from Finland uh, from back in the day were... Uh, they definitely had a little bit of a different sound than the Stockholm, Sweden uh, bands out there. But, uh, okay, we're going to uh, keep things rolling here. I do like to play a good demo every now and again. And I kept seeing this band's name pop up on uh, some year-end, like, the best demos of 2019 um, lists. So I figured, what the hell, let's give it a listen. And it's pretty good. The production is rough. It's a bit hard to uh, decipher some things at times, but... Um, but yeah, if you can see through that, you can see that this is uh, actually some uh, some quality stuff here. Uh, some really great potential from this band. So, uh, It being a demo, it was released independently. The band is called Mortal Incarnation, and uh, they are from Japan. And they released their uh, first demo called Lunar Radiant Dawn in July of this year. And uh, it's kind of... A little bit avant-garde with its riffing, I guess. That's a little, you know, kind of using some dissonant chords and things like that. But, um, but yeah, it's it's a style that is very popular right now. So I think that they've come along at the right time to be able to capitalize uh, off of off of this sound. So, um, but yeah, this made it onto some lists of uh, of one of the best demos uh, of 2019, and um, I would agree that it belongs on the list. So. Here we go. Out of Japan, this is Mortal Incarnation with Infinite Consciousness Unchained from the Mortal Incarnation.
All right. That was Mortal Incarnation with Infinite Consciousness Unchained from the Mortal Incarnation. Um, if you enjoyed that, then I suggest you uh, find their demo on Bandcamp and download it, because I'm sure they would enjoy the support. Um, all right, we're going to go ahead and uh, announce the final song of the episode and the final song of 2019. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I'm recording this a couple days before Christmas, and I hope to have it actually uh, released by Christmas Day. So, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody, and uh, have a safe holiday, and enjoy yourselves. I'll be doing that with my, my little man opening his presents, so that'll be fun. But, uh, but yeah, I wanted to get this out by Christmas, and damn it, I'm gonna do it. So, uh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks, and by then it'll be, uh, next year, so... Can't believe I'll be entering my fourth year of doing this podcast. It's pretty awesome. But, um, all right, I'm going to finish strong here. This is a favorite of my, uh, well, myself and my old roommate, Corey. He loved this record and loves this vocalist. This is a band from Sweden called Thierfing, and Thierfing's been around for quite some time, and they were a much more, like, folky band in the early days, the early records, and, um... It wasn't until, well, the album prior to this one, their sixth album, that um, they started kind of darkening up their sound a little bit and uh, making it a little less happy and folky. And they just kind of uh, kept that rolling. And so now the seventh album and eighth album have kind of followed suit with that kind of darker style. But um, they, for the, this album that I'm about to uh, play a song off of, it's called Hellos Vite, and it came out in October of 2008. This is their seventh album. And um, this was the first record to feature Jens Ryden on vocals. And Jens Ryden was the original vocalist of uh, Nagelfar, and he's a very good vocalist. And uh, it was one of those things where it was kind of a shame to uh, hear that he had left Nagelfar, and then he kind of re-emerged as the new singer of Thierfing, and I was pretty excited about that. So <laughs> he hasn't disappointed either. So he's done two records with them now, and uh, from what I understand, they're finally working on a new one because their, their most recent one came out in 2013, so it's been quite some time now. But, um, but yeah, the songs here were, like, longer, uh, usually a little bit slower, um, but they just had a darker feel to them, and the vocals were great. Uh, so it's a lot less kind of keyboard-driven. The keyboards are more basic and just meant to provide some atmosphere instead of doing some uh, some more folky melodies and things like that. But um, but yeah, there's a lot of real epic stuff on this record. And uh, but yeah, pay attention to these vocals because they're they're exceptional. So um, here we go from Thier from Sweden. This is Thierfing with Hells Vite. And uh, again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, see you guys in a couple of weeks. Cheers. Cheers. 